What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. This is the Sports Ethos Grizzlies podcast. I am your host, David Williams. And surprise, surprise, you got another solo show coming your way. But we got a game to talk about today. It's not just meaningless, mindless ramble. We're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies playing at home against the Toronto Raptors. Final score, 106-103 in favor of the Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to stop right there on the game for just a second, and I'm going to take the beginning of this show, and this is going to be something I don't do this typically on our show, but this is going to be a recruiting call. Sports Ethos is growing. We are branching out into multiple sports Hockey, baseball, football, soccer, golf, disc golf, craziness all over the place. But primarily, this recruiting call is for people that want to cover teams. Obviously, the Grizzlies are spoken for, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to cover the Grizzlies, got bad news for you. We can't help you with that. Can't say that we won't have you on the show. We love having guests. We've had multiple different people across a lot of different shows so that's something, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, feel free to get at me on Twitter at NBADWill21. But if you have interest in any other sport, baseball, football, hockey, if you want to cover a team in the same way that Isaac, Candace, and myself cover the Memphis Grizzlies in podcast form, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Let me know that you're interested. Let me know what team you're interested in covering. And I will let you know if they're available or not. We have, I will tell you right now, there are a ton of football teams. Candace covers the Seattle Seahawks. We have a gentleman in the works right now with a Bears podcast and a Bengals podcast. But outside of those three teams, we got teams available for days in football. Baseball teams, the only teams that's spoken for right now are the Braves and the Dodgers. A lot of great teams available there. So if you have been wanting to get into podcasting, get at me on Twitter. Again, my handle is at NBADWill21. Shoot me a message, let me know, and we will see if you have what it takes to, to get going. I will help you along the way. I had guys help train me to, to get started. It, it doesn't take a lot. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of grinding to be successful, but we can get you in here and we can get you started covering your favorite team as an analyst and it may open up doors for you. I have had the great fortune to be able to do a ton of different things that I never thought would be possible by starting this podcast. I met Isaac and Candace by starting this podcast. I've become a credentialed member of the media in Memphis for the Grizzlies because of this podcast. And as of recently, I'm a Division One NCAA Division One color commentator over the last month or so, I, I've worked side-by-side side with Chris Brinkley. He is the voice of the UT Martin Skyhawks men and women's basketball team. And I, I've covered six games with him doing color commentary. And it was an absolute blast. I had so much fun. The first game, I was so nervous. My knees were knocking. I almost answered them. I went back. I listened to the tape. And I'm like, man, that was terrible. I don't know if I want to go back. But it was addicting. It was so much fun. I had to go back. And give it another shot, and I'm glad that I did. Chris, if you're listening to this show, thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate the opportunity, and I look forward to getting to do it again. But, guys, this is your opportunity. If you want to cover sports, if you want to get into this, 
This is entry level stuff, and it will get you something that you can put on your resume. Sports Ethos is not a massive company right now. We are growing. The leadership here is fantastic. So there are a lot of things that are here and available, a lot of resources available for you. But this could be the stepping stone to you getting into something bigger than just a podcast. So again, I'm on Twitter at NBADWill21. Come find me over there and let's get you started covering your favorite team. Now, I've been nice. I'm four and a half minutes into the show. I talked about the score of this game, but the nice is gone. It's over. I, I'm, I'm done being nice about this team. I said the sky wasn't falling on the last podcast, and I'm sticking to that. The sky is not falling, but the ceiling is a lot lower than what it used to be. Taylor Jenkins does not have what it takes to push this team over the top. I will go on record right now and say this team will not win a championship with Taylor Jenkins as the head coach because he stumbles in crunch time. If you watch this game, th- there are a number of things I'm going to talk about in this game, and I'm gonna, I'll give you a quick rundown. Number one, you had to lead in the fourth quarter playing at home. You do not lose those games when you're a championship caliber team. The free throw shooting for this team is god-awful. Worst in the league. It's not even close. And you can make, I know that there are people that make excuses because of X or Y or whatever. The main impact player on the poor free throw shooting is, is John Morant. It's, I, I love him to death. But when you're getting to the free throw line eight or nine times a game, you have got to shoot better than 73%. You got to. It's not acceptable. Free throw shooting, poor coaching, and inability to close the game. That, that's what you look at right here. You had an eight-point lead at home, at home, going into the fourth quarter, and you find a way to donk it away. Beyond frustrated, man. The, the, there is not a strong enough adjective to explain my frustration with this team right now. I, I'm going to go back to that last play and and the strong statement that I just made about Taylor Jenkins. I just sat here and said this team will not win a championship uh, championship with Taylor Jenkins as their head coach. Firmly standing on that right now. If you listen to the show, you can call me out on Twitter if I'm wrong later. I'm happy if I'm wrong here. I'm not wishing bad on this team. I know that he's a young coach and there's still some growing that has to happen. But multiple times, this is not the first offense. He has done this in multiple games when the Grizzlies had the ball with an opportunity to win the game and he sets on his thumbs and he doesn't draw up a dang thing. You can not do that at this level. You can't. That play for Jaron Jackson looked like some third-grade backyard just slop. It was absolute slop. And kudos to the Toronto Raptors because what they done in this game, they outpaced the Grizzlies. They, they put up 101 shots. The Grizzlies put up 78. So they outpaced them. The Grizzlies out-rebounded the Raptors, but the Grizzlies turned the ball over 20 times. I'm getting off track a little bit. I got to stick to this. When John Moran is healthy, Taylor Jenkins, we've seen it 
I can't tell you how many times this season, but he gives the ball to Ja. He doesn't run him through screens. He doesn't ball screen. He doesn't do anything. It is a spread out ISO Ja go and get me a bucket, and it's not working. Last night, he didn't even have Ja Morant. I love Jaron. He is probably my favorite Grizzly right now above Ja. Do I think he's better than Ja? No, I don't think that. I think that Jaron can have more impact on the game than Ja because Jaron can do it on both ends of the floor. But what in the hell are you doing? What is going on? Like he He's a seven-footer. Yeah, he's got good handles. He is a great seven-footer, unicorn, da-da-da-da-da-da, gas him up all you want to. I love him as much as each and every one of you guys out there that are Grizzlies fans one of my favorite players, but you cannot inbound the ball to Jaron Jackson Jr. and say, go create your own shot. You saw what happened last night in a game at home when they've been losing. They've lost eight of their last ten games. They're two and a half games up on the third place Kings, and the only reason that's happening is because the Kings are faltering right now. They've been five and five. If the Kings were anything better than mediocre, the Grizzlies would have lost this second seed. And a lot of this falls on Taylor Jenkins. So I've said it multiple times already on the show. I've said it twice. I'll say it again, and I'll stand on this until he proves me wrong. This team, the Memphis Grizzlies, will not win a championship with Taylor Jenkins as the head coach because you cannot go into the last play of the game and not draw up a freaking play. That is elementary-level basketball. Go back and look at final shots and how many of them had a design play. Are there final shots that get made that don't happen on a design play? Yes, there absolutely are. I didn't look up the numbers, but I'm willing to bet you that the success rate for final second shots look better whenever you actually draw up a play. Jenkins has not showed the ability to do this. Now, let me let me play devil's advocate here. There is an outside chance, and I'm talking way outside, like we're, we're out past BB King Boulevard, like we're down on, on riverfront, outside chance here, that Ch- Taylor Jenkins is playing chess and not checkers. That Taylor Jenkins has plays in his pocket that he can draw up to get a shot at the end of the game, but he's not using them during the regular season because he's confident about the seeding and where the Grizzlies are right now. There is a chance that that is the case. But what have you done to earn that right? What what have you done to say, okay, I have reached this level so now I don't have to worry about regular season games. When you've won multiple championships like the Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr have, you can put it in cruise control in the regular season. You look at Milwaukee when they won the championship, they were the three seed, so their seeding wasn't super important. They just wanted to make the playoffs. And so maybe this this reaction that I'm giving right now is an overreaction And maybe Taylor Jenkins is far and away better than what I suspect that he is. 
But until he proves me wrong, I'm going to stand here on this hill shouting at the top of my lungs for everybody that's listening to this show and anybody else that wants to hear it that this team will not win a championship as long as he is their head coach. Let's talk about the free throws. I'm going to move away from Taylor Jenkins. I've, I've bashed him over the head enough. And, and, and listen, I, I, I've told you guys before, I love, converse, I love conversation. If you want to talk about it, if you disagree with me, let me know. I, I'm fine with conversation. You may have a point of view that I have not even considered. So feel free to reach out to me. The, the show is on Twitter, at Ethos Grizzlies. And I've said this probably 40 times in the show already. We're 12 minutes in. I'm at NBA Dwill 2-1. I'll get away from doing that as we move through the show, and then I'll give it to you one more time before we leave. The Grizzlies struggled from the free throw line last night with two of the biggest reasons why the free throw percentage is so bad, not on the floor. Jaron Jackson was four for seven. Xavier Tillman was four for seven. Everybody else made their free throws, 74%. The Raptors didn't deserve to win this game. They shot 58% from the free throw line. The Raptors made a ton of mistakes in this game. They turned the ball eleven, turned the ball over 11 times. You, you have to close games to win championships. Please don't come at me and tell me, well, Ja was out and Steven Adams is out, and they've been losing since Steve-O is out. You can really see what size hole he leaves whenever he's not here. Miss me with that bullcrap, man. This team is better than what they're playing over the last 10 games, and it feels a lot to me like it is an overconfidence thing. I have never, never, like the people that are like, oh, this team needs to be humbled. I strongly dislike those people. I strongly dislike that take. I don't know. I don't know the people, but the state of mind that they're in to make that kind of take, I strongly disagree with that. And I don't like it at all. I'm fine with confidence, but if you're going to go out there and you're going to play with the kind of swag that this team does, you're going to play with the level of confidence. You're going to talk the trash that this team is talking you better be able to go out there and back it up. They haven't been able to do that. But Dave, they're still in second place in the West. Don't care. They are not the second best team in the West right now. Over the last 10 games, they're somewhere near the bottom, if we're being honest. You cannot go into the fourth quarter of a game at home with an eight-point lead and end up losing that game. John Conchar played 18 minutes. He was a negative 11. Danny Green played 19 minutes. He was a negative 10. Danny Green is still getting his legs under him. I'm not going to hold this against him because I know what kind of value he can bring to the floor. You look at this team and you look at the injuries and the suspension of Dylan Brooks in this game. And it's easy to see why John Conchar is in the lineup. I have been, I won't say anti-John Conchar, 
I like Jitty. I think that he is a good bench player. But he is not, on his best night, an NBA playoff rotation player. And a team with championship aspirations should not have a guy like this out here playing 19 or 20 minutes a game. Taylor Jenkins seems to fall in love with certain guys, and no matter what's happening, no matter what the results are, those guys are going to go out there and they're going to play. So Zach Kleiman has moved some pieces. Zach Kleiman moved some guys around in order to get some other guys playing time. Zaire's still struggling, man. It, it hurts my heart to see Z still struggling like this. We saw him be way better than what he is right now. And, and you look at the, the standings, they're 32-21, and 21, 53 games into the season. You've got 29 games left. A lot of time to iron out these kinks. But there's two things that they are doing right now, specifically, that will not go away by the end of this season. Number one, Taylor Jenkins is still going to be the head coach by the end of the season because he's not going to get fired in the middle of the season while his team's in second place. He would look like an absolute clown show if you've done that. So he's still going to be there playing awful lineups, terrible rotations, letting teams go on runs and getting back in the games and end up losing those games because of decisions that he's making. He's still going to be here doing that. And number two is the free throw shooting. You can practice that, but there's no way that they go from worst in the league to middle part of the league by the end of the season. I I have zero faith in that. They were bad at the free throw line last year. They are worse this year, and it blows my mind. As much as Ja Morant works on his game, he can't be better than that from the free throw line. I don't believe it. I don't for one second believe that he cannot be better than what he has been from the free throw line. You know that you're going to get there. You play your game in order to get there. You're getting more attempts this season than you have in your entire career, and you're shooting 75%. Got to be better, man. You have to be better. I've said on here... Free throws win championships. Free throws make a difference in a lot of games. The Grizzlies have lost at least five games this year, missing double-digit free throws, where they lost the game by single digits. If they make their free throws, they win the game. Sometimes it really is that simple. You wouldn't think it. The NBA at this level, you wouldn't think it was that simple. But it is. Do, do we want to look at positives in, in this game before we get out of here? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. Like I, I hate. I am typically an optimistic guy. More often than not, I lean toward optimism. But when you you look at this game, you know Santi comes out. He fifteen points, six rebounds, four assists. You get eighteen and eight from Jaron. X gets in double digits with nine rebounds, three assists, a steal. 
you you just go down the board and you see guys stepping it up when Ja Morant and Dylan are out. Desmond Bain, 26 points, four assists, two rebounds, four steals from Desmond Bain. Tyus Jones has three steals, nine points. But Tyus Jones takes nine shots. Tyus had been averaging 20 points a game when he started, and he looked timid last night. Can't do it. Can not do it. Can't have it. Do we want to talk, like, what what lost the game? Plus minus in a single game is kind of rough. You can't always tell. Sometimes it's misleading in the plus minus. But the Grizzlies starters were a combined plus 14. The Grizzlies bench, negative 21, negative 28. In total, combined negative 28 from the Grizzlies bench. You look at the Raptors, their starting lineup was negative 20. Their bench, plus 35. What used to be a strength for this team is no longer the case. And you say, oh, well, Dave, you got Steven Adams out. You got Dylan Brooks out. You have John Moran out. This is a team, the Raptors are a sub-500 team, and they were missing one of their best players, too. You're playing at home. You do not lose this game. There's no excuse, no reason for them to lose this game. My hope is this. We're, we're creeping up on the trade deadline It is February 6th. The trade deadline is February 9th. We are three days away from the trade deadline. I know there are a lot of y'all out there that are just foaming at the mouth, hoping that the Grizzlies will go out and get somebody to help this team. I've seen a lot of you guys talking about Zyra Williams being a piece that they're going to move to go get somebody. Don't think it's happening. Don't think it's happening. How much leash? Okay. I hate to keep pounding on it. I I really, really do hate to keep pounding on it. I'm going to end the show with this because I feel like I've done nothing but spew venom all night long. This box score for the Raptors is nuts, dude. Scotty Barnes, double digits. Siakam, double digits. Achua, double digits. Gary Trent Jr., double digits. Freddie Van Vliet, double digits. Chris Boucher off the bench, double digits. Thaddeus Young. Almost every single player that played minutes for the Raptors finished double digits in scoring. Only 24 assists. They didn't even move the ball that well. They just all spread the wealth. You get four Grizzlies players in double digits. And hey, hey, look, Taylor Jenkins being methodical, 10-man rotation. Same thing we've seen all year, same thing we've seen for the last three years because here's my box, I'm going to stay in it. I don't like your sand. I'm taking my toys, I'm staying in my box, stay away from me. That's what he does. Methodical, same stuff over and over and over and over again. Is this me calling for Taylor Jenkins' head? No. I want to see growth from him. I want him to show us something that we haven't seen from him. And so far, everything that we've seen from him 
has been methodical. I, I do the same things night in and night out. And I stick to that. We, we saw John Morant stay in and play the entire second half in order to win a game at home when they had been losing. That has been the only time during this losing streak that Taylor Jenkins has shown any type of life out there. If we rewind back to before the Memphis Grizzlies drafted Ja Morant, we're sitting here. This is Ja Morant. He was drafted in 2019, season number, what are we, four or five? 19, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22, 22, 23. So season four, Ja Morant. My math is terrible. I should have known that off the top of my head. That's fine. Season four, John Morant. The expectations of where this team would be heading into that draft, I don't think even the most optimistic person would think that this team would be here. The NBA is brutal. You have got to be very, very smart and very careful which way you navigate your team. There have been teams, Oklahoma City Thunder, Denver Nuggets, those are two recently that have had really good rosters that have not been able to get over that hump because for whatever reason, they don't have the pieces to get there. The 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 GM overpays a player, gets rid of a player too early, so on and so forth. Stuff happens, you know, you have to make decisions. When it comes time to paying these guys, decisions are going to have to be made. Dylan Brooks is a free agent after this season. Does he re-sign with the Memphis Grizzlies? I don't think you get a team-friendly deal from him. Maybe you do, but I would think he wants to get paid. He wants that big payday. So he is going to run and go and get his money. And good for him if that's what he does. But what happens, you're sitting here, you're going to have to pay Dylan. You're going to have to pay Dez. Dez is going to be a max. You know that Dez is going to be a max. So you run out of cap space here. You have to pay these guys. This is what happened in OKC. You got Harden. You got Westbrook. You got Durant. You got Serge Ibaka. All of these guys got to get paid. Who are you going to pay? Well, OKC made a decision and it didn't work out for them. So I, I'm not envious of Zach Kleiman. He is in an impossible position. If he figures out a way to put together a team that wins a championship, because our expectations as fans have risen to the level that this feels like championship or bust. So if he figures out a way to construct this roster to win a championship, yeah, we're, we're going to be happy as a fan base, but we're going to want more. We're going to want more than one championship because of the quality players that are on this team, the quality of players that are on this team right now. 
if he's not able to put that together and the Grizzlies don't make it and don't win a championship, well, now you donked it away. You had all this talent. You had a team that was up and coming, and you just steered the ship wrong. So when do you pull that trigger? Who is that guy? Can any of you guys sit out there with 100% certainty and tell me that they can go out and get X player and that's going to be enough for them to win a championship. Let's dream a little bit here. Let's say that Zach Kleiman is like, all right, I've seen enough. I am ready to go 100% all in and do something different than I've ever done the entire time that I've been the GM of this team, which hasn't been very long. So it wouldn't be that crazy. But let's say that he pushes the throttle down instead of easing into it like he's been doing and makes an all-in move and he puts together pieces to go out and get Kevin Durant and he maintains Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and John Morant. You add KD to that team, and it's like, dear Lord and baby Jesus, there's no way they're not winning a championship. The best team in the league does not win the championship every year. A lot of things have to go your way. You have to stay healthy. That team would be dominant. That team would probably be the favorite to win the NBA title. But if any of those four pieces go down, is the rest of that supporting cast enough to get you over the hump? And I don't think the answer to that question is yes. If they go out and they make the move and they land a guy, they, they land the white well, the, the Moby Dick. You know, If they go and they get KD by some crazy miraculous, you know, there's not even a for sure thing that he's going to be traded. But the Grizzlies operate in the dark and we don't hear nothing about it. And then all of a sudden, Thursday, Woj bomb. The Memphis Grizzlies trade Danny Green, Dylan Brooks, yada, 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 and picks to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant and another role player, or just Kevin Durant by himself. I'd flip out. I'd go nuts. Like, that would be crazy. But it still doesn't give you a lock. you still got to go out and play these games, and you have to stay healthy. We saw last year what health can do to a team. John Morant gets hurt. Desmond Bain is not healthy in that series, and the Grizzlies end up losing to the Warriors. If both of those guys were healthy last year, we may have had the Grizzlies in a finals run. Zach Kleiman decides to try it with the rookies. He he is going to stay his course and do what he's been doing, lose veterans, which we on this show told you was a step backwards. We still got time to be wrong on that, but right now I don't think that we are. I, I just I don't even know what else to say, man. It's so frustrating watching this team right now. You, you lost to an undermanned Raptors team at home. At home. Don't care who was missing for the Grizzlies. You're still supposed to beat this team at home. Eight-point lead in the fourth quarter, you don't lose it. 
said that too many times now, and I'm sorry. But th- this is just brutal. This is uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's the toughest loss of the season because they've had some stinkers. For me, the Lakers' loss is the worst loss of the season. But 106-103 is the final score. The Grizzlies fall to 32-21. and They're still in second place in the West, two and a half games up on the Sacramento Kings. But you know who's coming? You know who's knocking on the door? The Phoenix Suns, who I've mentioned that they are a good team. They are a playoff team. They're 8-2 and two over their last 10. They've climbed up to fifth. Kawhi Leonard is looking healthy. The Clippers team have won seven out of their last 10. They have climbed up to fourth, one game back of the Sacramento Kings, who are also struggling right now. Whatever is going on in this locker room, what is it, whatever is happening with this team, the time to figure it out is running out. Does Steven Adams come back and fix all of this? Man, I hope so. I hope they won 11 straight whenever he was healthy, and then he goes out and the whole, all four wheels fall off the bus. They stop going round and round. They fall to the ground. Who knew? Did any of you guys know that Steven Adams was the glue that held this team together? Last year, John Morant goes down, and this team goes 20-5 and five or 22-5 and five without John Morant. Well, now you don't have those key role players to fall back on. But Steven Adams goes out this year, and they look like a freaking lottery team, man. Just piss-poor basketball. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, final score of this game, 106-103. The Raptors beat the Grizzlies in just a a blasphemous game. We should be coming back with at least part of the crew. It should be a solo for the next show. I don't know how many of us it'll be, but I think it'll be more than just me for the next show. The The Grizzlies play the Bulls on Tuesday night at the FedEx Forum. And hopefully they can figure something out. The Bulls are no cakewalk. The Bulls are a better team than the Raptors. I I hope they figure something out. I would think Jaws probably back for that game. But who knows? Yeah, who who knows what it's gonna be? And even if Jaws back, there's there's no guarantee that they're gonna know how to close the game because here recently they haven't been able to do it. Somebody call us the closer. Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera, anybody. Call a closer. That's that's what they need right now. They need a closer. Hopefully somebody steps up and figures this thing out. You can get the show on Twitter at Ethos Grizzlies. Isaac is at Isaac underscore underscore NBA. Candace is at Candace H901. And for the last time, after about a dozen times, during this show, I'm at NBA D will two one. And I'm so serious about the recruiting stuff. That was my positive. The first four minutes of the show, the recruiting to try and get you guys out here to start a podcast for your favorite team. That is not the Grizzlies, your favorite baseball team, favorite football team. 100%. If you're interested, if you, if there is a thought in your mind that you might be able to do it, 
I want to work with you. I want to try and help you make this happen. It has unlocked some unbelievable opportunities for me, and I want you guys to have that same opportunity. So hit me up at NBA D Will. We appreciate you guys listening. I'm praying right now that we get to talk about something much better than this coming back Tuesday night with a post game. Because I don't know if I can handle another loss like this. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go Grizz.